we look at our performance versus um, you know uh, you know others in in different timeframes who are predominantly classified as trend followers. And um, one of these managers, which is a big brand, uh, billions of dollars under management, um, you know, the performance is very different. Let's let's put it that way. Um, one very positive, uh, and 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 the other one actually negative. And it's over a five and a half year period, so you would think it's reasonable, but the correlation between us and them. Uh, is actually pretty high, 0.65 thereabouts. So even over such a long period of time, performance dispersion is enormous. Uh, yet correlation, if you only saw the correlation number, you'd think, well, they're probably going to be more or less the same. So so for me, when I look at that, I'm thinking, wow, you know, five, five and a half years, that's not even, maybe that's not even enough time to really analyze this, um, you know, potentially. I don't know. Um, the other thing I like about what you said, uh, Jerry, was the thing about the narrative. I think narrative is really important, how we talk about these things. Um, something I see, um, you know, uh, for example, Andrew Lowe from Alpha Simplex talk a lot about narrative and how important that is uh, when we look at these things. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting topic uh, in, in general. Um, it also comes down to, you know, what... What do investors really want uh, from from their managers? By the way, just, yeah, go we're ahead. just all yeah. infected by this idea that you know we crave <clears throat> more certainty, and sometimes we want to get it from less data. The most recent data must be correct. Uh, the you know why did you underperform yeah. last month? Uh, my systems need to be evolving and updated based upon the most recent data, and so I think I reject that totally. That more than likely, in most situations, all of the data that you can get your hands on, unfortunately, is going to be your best idea going forward. And we need to resist this whole idea that one month or six months or even three years is a lot of data when there's a lot more out there. And I think allocators have been burned. They've, they realize their own mistakes in uh, whatever time frame they're using. So they're scrambling for there must be something else out there qualitatively to, to help me get my arms around what these people are doing. And so I applaud this. I think it's not saying that track records don't matter. It's basically saying we've looked at track records in our own way and we haven't made good decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Which I'd like to add yeah. something that actually came up this week and it came up before many times also is people asking you about your your forecast or your return expectations of your system, right? And I'd like to, I, I think they'd like to hear something like, well, I believe that we're going to be able to make between five and 7% this year, like within that range. And, and obviously we can't say that, you know, it's, it's just, it, it comes out as what it comes out. But my response to those type of questions has migrated towards saying, well, my best expectation for future returns, my best estimate for that is my system's past long-term performance. And I can say that because we've created the system in a rigorous and robust way. You know, we didn't fit it. We didn't, you know, play around with, um, you know, impacting sample sizes and, and using different signals for longs and shorts and, and different markets and those type of things. So as of today, therefore, because we've built that system in a good way, in a solid way, my, there's no indication to say that the long-term future return should be really that much different than the past return. Hmm. Interesting. 
What do you think, Jerry? I agree totally. I think another uh, idea that popped into my head just now is having been at this for a while, I've heard over the years, you know, like, well, I'll know based upon my current recent performance, if it deviates too much from the history, I'll know that my system is broke, broken, or maybe it's not broken. So I think that that sort of silliness, um, you know, if you set a new all-time drawdown, hey, that doesn't mean your system is broken in, you know, in real time uh, because it exceeds a drawdown or what you have seen in historical data. So in some way, I think by building these systems just the way that Moritz described it, we are looking at history, but we don't really believe in that history. What's going to happen in the future is going to be much different. All we believe in is whatever signals, the signals that are generated uh, historically, you know, buy this breakout, sell that breakout. We do think that's the best way to go forward. But whatever happens in the future is going to be a total shock and surprise. Hmm. I think that's also a great point. Interestingly enough, we were praising uh, one of our fellow uh, peers in this space, uh, AQR, last week. And um, and they have also got a new podcast uh, and very, very interesting, very well done, very different in format. Uh, than what we're doing but one of their topics recently was um, the fact that you can't rely on uh, past performance for anything and that uh, I think they brought up something like that in some studies had shown that SAT scores were a better indicator of uh, hedge fund managers uh, performance which I I wasn't entirely sure where they were going with that Um, and I think most investors probably would pick a manager with a slightly better track record than than not had they no other choice uh, so i do think track records are meaningful in some ways even though they're not going to be looking exactly the same in the future because as you say jerry it the environment might you know will be different right but we are we we but we believe in the process that's what we are you know that's what we are building um so but i thought that was an interesting comment which I didn't. I didn't agree with. I have to say, and, and and I agree with you, Niels. I don't agree with it either. I think you know yeah. one of the great advantages of the way that we trade and approach the markets is that we at least can create a back test. Yeah, we do have and, and, the means yeah. to you know use historical data and create a system and see what that would have looked like in the past and get a a feel um, for the process for the future of course we cannot we don't have crystal ball we not we don't know how that's going to play out but at least we can create the infrastructure and kind of like the, the foundation for a solid investment process and i haven't really seen you know other investment approaches that you know that, that do that you have to be systematic to do this yeah but plus you don't i mean you you if you were if you were an if you were an investor and you had to pick a manager I mean, you wouldn't pick the worst performing manager to saying, well, I don't no, really never. believe in past performance. Never. So well, you, may, you may choose, you may buy the drawdown. So that's different. Say, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. That's different. Yeah. So you may hone in on a certain time, five year, three years, and then say, well, I'm going to, um, it's less than three years and this guy's in a drawdown and I think that he's solid or I'm going to buy more. Yeah. So I think that's sure. and I another think thing that still- I thought of is that um, I read articles all the time about medical research and how it's <clears throat> not that good. And, and some of the tests, and they, uh, they talk about how the research was done poorly and it's, these results are not something we should believe in anymore. Or another test comes out and 
about medical or diet or fitness or whatever. And, you know, uh, cholesterol doesn't matter now. And I think we're, we're, we're very aware of, of all of that because we've seen back tests and we've heard people talk about how they do tests. And we are like, oh, yeah, I see how you come up with those wrong results because uh, we're very well versed on that. And I think we should always be skeptical about research and we should take away from the research as little as we possibly can. And for years I've been saying, the one thing I could say about our research is, I feel comfortable saying is, we've come up with areas where this is a pretty good place to buy and a pretty good place to sell. And I feel very confident in saying that, but I'm not saying very much. I'm very confident that crude and heating oil are very correlated and I take that into consideration. But I think it's, we should be very skeptical of our own research and what we're going to take for going forward. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, on our side, uh, actually, one of our research members is dedicated to be skeptical and to find holes and not champion ideas or fall in love with ideas because we want that critical mind uh, always questioning what we do. That's the only way to not, um, you know, get too comfortable and, and, and keep keep improving really.